The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What's going on, Chris? Jim Clark. Yes. Coming from one of the scariest places on earth to me. Yes. The dentist. Yeah, I don't like people poking around in my mouth, man. Dude, I I hate the dentist because when I was a kid, I had a lot of dental issues. Okay. So I had to go to the dentist all the time. and Mm, Makes sense. Not just cavities. All right, not just cavities because cavities were one of the things. Well, that's um, the majority. Of, you know, you go to your for your cleanings and then cavities. Yeah, that's that's majority of what people end up at the dentist for. When I was, uh, um, I forgot, probably 13, 12, 13, Okay, maybe fourteen. Um, I had to get braces, but before I could get braces, mm. I had to get uh, oral surgery and have a couple of teeth removed so that that's they your could wisdom teeth. Um, no, not my wisdom Regular teeth. Regular teeth, okay. So that they could pull down two impacted whatever these teeth are. I think they're called eye teeth or something. Okay. But they were way up here when they really should have just been here. Dang, dude. So they had to have them pulled down. So it was a surgery that they did. They removed stuff, and there was this little fucking chains that went up in there and was slowly pulling them down the oh more they God. tightened them over time. Like, I had to go through that shit, hated it. Then I had to get braces, hated that shit. Then I was supposed to wear a retainer after braces, and I wore it for a little bit. Then I was like, fuck this. I don't want to do it anymore. That's why I have a little bit of gap again in mm. the front, barely. But I used to have pretty bad space. Yeah. Um. So I, I just hate the dentist, dude. I can't fucking stand the dentist. I hate the feeling of the just hearing that drill and hear and feeling the pressure. And yeah, if this might be triggering people who hate that <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? They're like, Oh God, no body horror, dude. Um, yes, dude. No, th- isn't there a horror movie? The dentist. I'm sure there is. I feel like there is. There's uh, sure what's there his is. name. He's a very, he's one of these character actors, um, that usually plays a villain, uh, plays a dentist in one of these horror movies. Um, I, I can't remember what it is. Maybe it is the dentist. I'll have to look it up. But anyway, yeah, dude, can't stand it. But you're coming from the dentist, and, and we're only reason we're talking about this because we wanted to let people know you might sound a little funny. Yeah, I don't think I do, but if I do sound a little off with my voice, it's because half my mouth is numb. Uh, it, it's, starts, starting to, it's starting to get better. If he I starts flubbering his, his lips if while he's talking. My, all of, my all of a here. sudden, you're drooling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's one thing I hated, too, was Novocaine. And then your face feels like it's like literally sliding off the, your yeah, skull. Yeah, I mean, like you poke it and it doesn't feel like there's anything there. No. Like I can feel my beard hair, but it's like I don't feel I don't feel like I have a lip there. I'm yeah, like, yeah. It's there. so weird, right? Yeah. Ugh. Good Lord. What they tell you to do? Eat more apples? Stay away from candies? No. They just said, that? Uh, come on that? in. <laughs> Apple a day keeps the dentist Do- away? No, it was always the doctor. Is when it? I, was I thought it was the dentist. Yeah, I was always told doctor keeps the Maybe doctor it is the away. doctor. No, they just said, come on in, we'll drill your teeth, and then you pay us, and you go home. That was it. No we'll take your money to drill your teeth. No thanks. Yeah. Oh, God, that just makes my skin crawl just thinking about it. Um, 
Dude, we're going to get right into this movie speaking now. Of, speaking let, of body horror. <laughs> let, let, we're going to get into this because for those that listen, again, you know we cover mostly 1980s horror. We're hitting each year of the decade of 1980 as it is is shown in the documentary In Search of Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've not seen it, definitely check it out. If you have Shudder, you should be able to see it. Uh, you can also get it on Amazon Prime. Uh, okay. Rent it. You can rent it, it that way or buy it. Yeah, you can. Uh, is the Blu-ray still available? Can you still buy it? You can find it somewhere, I'm sure. Somebody I think you might be able to buy it. You buy one and two as a package or oh, one, two, and three because we I know mean, three's coming out. Buy one and two anyway together. Why not? Yeah. Get them all. Uh, dude, it's one of the coolest documentaries being what? Four and a half hours If you're a horror fan and you've never seen it. Yeah. You, you you should see. And you've listened to our show this long yeah. and not seen it. <laughs> yeah, all these movies we cover in the 80s are from the documentary, and we're following them. But then we take breaks in between, and right now we're in the breaks. Um, this week we were supposed to come back with Courtney talking about uh, Bingo Hell. Yes. And, you know, as is the case with life, things come up, and so we had to call an audible mm-hmm. and go to the movie that we were going to do after that one. So yep. we're doing it. You already had this in, in mind. We said well, we for, switched. We switched up our final two films for this uh, picks here quite yes. a few times. So yes. I, this is the one I settled on. Yes, uh, but the idea was: is you were going to bring one, I'd bring one. You'd yes. bring one, I'd bring one. Um, the past two have been interesting. They mm-hmm. were fun. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're going into our final two. You decided you wanted to talk about Antichrist. Feel the seat underneath you. Feel yourself sinking down into it, enfolding you. It's a nice feeling. All you feel is a pleasant warmth and heaviness. Imagine you're at Eden. Imagine you arrive at Eden through the woods. What frightens you? I think he gives you too much medication. Dr. Wayne says you want me back home. You have to have the courage to stay in the situation that frightens you. Do you love me? I can't do this. The ground is burning. The ground is not burning. Nature is Satan's church. Do you know what you're saying? You shouldn't underestimate him. Tell me what you think is supposed to happen in the woods. Lars Van Von Trier. Lars Von Trier. Okay. Yes. Oh. Well, <laughs> excuse me. Pardon me, sir. <laughs> excuse me. Um, this is one of his films. Okay, so yes. if you're if not, you don't know if you're not familiar with yeah, Lars Von Trier, yeah. you're in for you're in for a ride. Well, if you've seen this film, then you have an understanding of what kind of 
you know, filmmaker he is. This is a guy. So this is the guy who made the movie Nymphomaniac and Nymphomaniac yes. Part Two, which, yes. um, you know, a few years ago when it came out, a lot, of, a lot of controversy and headlines because it's a film that depicts. Um, unsimulated sexual intercourse. You literally watch yes, people. Yes. It's like watching a porn. Yes, and Charlotte Ginsburg is in that movie as well as exactly in this one. And that's why when I saw her in this, I was like, I recognize her. I'm like, oh, it's her. See, and I didn't know you've seen. I didn't know you've seen. Uh, oh yeah, I saw. I, yeah, dude, I saw because I saw. I like Shia LaBeouf, and when I saw he was doing this movie, I was like, bro, I love what? Shia LaBeouf, and then I love Lars von Trier because of this movie. So we'll see. I, I was. I was I, like, damn, I gotta check that. I out, didn't. Dude. I haven't seen any of his work until that movie, and it was only again through Shia LaBeouf and I wanted to see it because I'd heard like this is a controversial film I'm like yeah. okay any movie maker that's making a film that makes people say and 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 talk about it in a way that exudes controversy mm-hmm. I'm like okay I gotta see it I have to oh, see yeah. what is the controversy what's the hubbub about why and it's yeah. it's intense dude and and especially with this actress what's her name uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Gainsbourg so this this actress um I did some reading uh, after watching Antichrist, right? Okay. And it's funny because she was saying she has specific limits and what she'll do because there's a scene in this movie uh, that she said she wouldn't do and that they would have they had a body double do. So okay. um, that was interesting. Uh, the other part that um, I found interesting was that Nymphomaniac came out after. So when I saw this, I said. Well, I guess her her lines just like kind of went away because in Nymphomaniac Part Two, I think it is, oh, I is when seen she, him in a while. I gotta she go back gets and watch it. she gets double teamed. Mm, yeah. Um, and again, unsimulated, so she goes for it. Yeah. And I was like, "Holy fucking shit! This woman's legit doing this." Like, it's a different. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's what you need to understand: going into this movie or going into a Lars von Trier movie, which is like he, well, going to an international film. It's a foreign film, basically, yes. So you're talking European, for the Sensibilities. most part, art house film. So you're not looking yes. at a typical, oh, I'm going to go to the movies on a Friday night with my date and watch a horror movie. No, you're you're in for something completely different and probably something you've completely never seen before. Right. Or would even expect well, to see. Well, now I know that. But in terms of Nymphomaniac, that's different than this. Yes and no. I can see the artistic side of it. Yes, there's mm-hmm. an artistic side to it, and that it kind of made, uh, dude. I had to chuckle because thinking about *Nymphomaniac* and watching this movie brought me back to X and the dude talking about <laughs> I'm gonna make like the art, the, the artistic part. Do you know what I mean? Yes. yes. <laughs> so I was like, this is what he's talking about because mm-hmm. they don't shy away from that in a lot of foreign films. They really don't. They no. will show male nudity and they will show intercourse. They will show, mm-hmm. you know, blowjobs. They will show, they'll show all of it. Yeah, they don't yeah. care. Um, See, and that's the thing. And here in America, we're, we shun sex, but we, we ha- hold on this. Yes. And we hold on this high pedestal violence. Yeah. In Europe, it's the opposite. Yeah. They hold high on this pedestal sex, but they shun violence. Interesting. This. Or so I understand it. I'm not European. So. So again, um, had, you know, when I started, when I was watching this, I didn't realize it was the same director. I didn't know this because oh, I, oh, I didn't okay. know him by name. When I watched Nymphomaniac, I wasn't like, oh, who's this filmmaker? Gotcha. Again, I okay. went there because I was checking out what mm. Shia LaBeouf was in at the time. Yes. So watching this dude coming out of the theater, 
Mm-hmm. This is my first time watching this. You said you've seen it before. Yes. So you want me to go into that or you want me to wait? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. So first time I saw this movie was probably around, it's 2022, so probably around like 10, 11 years ago. So anyway, there was this channel. Uh, it's called the IFC channel, the Independent Film Channel. Yep. Um, I remember They produce movies, whatever. Back in the day, um, they used to be uncut. They would yeah, put the movie on that. and it would just play the movie. They wouldn't intercut with commercials or right. anything like that, right? They didn't cut the movie for language, violence, sex, anything. You're watching the You're movie watching the as movie. it was meant to be watched. So I used to walk, go in my basement um, and watch so many movies on this grab channel. A, grab a box of tissues, bottle um, of lotion. Well, maybe, maybe not. Um, I can neither confirm nor deny. But, um, but I watched so many movies. Yeah. Um, because I'm a young kid, dude. You know what I mean? Because I started watching this channel like when I was in early high school, right? So I'm experiencing a lot of these things for the first time. Um, and this is how I'm experiencing these things and being brought into the world in these sort, sort of ways. But this is where I first saw this film. And I saw this film and I was like, oh my God. I never thought I would see a film like this in my Outside life. of Pornhub. <laughs> yes, in certain ways, yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't yeah. a porn film. No, 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 no. I was just, I was um, just making reference to the fact but, that again, we see unsimulated sex well, in this un- film. Unsimulated sex, but also the the genital mutilation in this film, and how graphic and raw and in your face it is. Dude, this we're going to definitely that, get but, to this stuff. Yes, yeah, but yeah, this is the first time I saw this movie. It was ten, like 10, 11, 12 years ago. Dude. Okay. And, yeah, and, and and this is where I was introduced to Lars von Trier, and and, um, and that, I haven't that, really seen too many. You of his were movies. impressed. You liked it. Oh, dude! Right from the get go, yeah. I was interesting. Like, Damn, this is this is above me intellectually. Um, however, I can still see a lot in this film and value in this film, um, and I loved it. And I loved it. And I haven't seen it since because this is Until definitely one of those movies. This. Same with Nymphomaniac. Like you see it. And you got to process this movie for a while, and you don't revisit this movie every weekend. This isn't like Nightmare on Elm Street. Until again, you haven't seen it until we watched it for this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for me, stepping out of the theater, I'll be honest, dude. When it ended, I was like, "The fuck was this?" <laughs> like seriously, what the fuck was this? Like, like it's called Antichrist. Yes. So, based on title alone, mm-hmm. what do you think I should be looking for? Devil. Devil demons mm-hmm. um maybe possessions something in that regard right so let me uh, ask you this hold on, hold so, on a second okay, hold on okay, a second. continue the other re- the other thing too is like so that's my first thing is just like the title is completely misleading yes the other side of it was again i walked away from, I, I walked away from it not knowing what i was going into going mm-hmm. this just felt like a, a, like somebody trying to make an art film like okay. just like art school films um with specific techniques, mm-hmm. um, all these things I'm looking at, I'm just like, these are things that they teach you in art school. Like, yeah. like these are films that they bring in to say, you study this and learn to tell stories with all these different things. Look at composition, look at mm-hmm. lighting, look at contrasting, look at, look at, you know, doing this to that. Like that's, that's what this felt like. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I was still like, okay. And then I was like, this is every this is everything going through my mind after I finished it immediately, right? Did you did, watch this alone or did Aaron watch this? No, by you? myself. Oh, okay. I was by myself. Yeah, I watched it last night. And so then the other thing was lastly, I go, so this is supposed to be a horror movie podcast. Like the like aside from kind of the gruesome shit at the end there, 
like how is this a horror movie okay and that's my thinking okay now i'm gonna tell you something yes and i've said this before if i wake up the next morning and i'm still thinking about a movie Mm -hmm. then it to to me that tells me there's something to this movie this requires me to think more and to really start processing them some things and bro i've just been thinking about this movie all day and all i've been thinking about is wait till we talk See, and because there's things that I, that I I need to process through mm-hmm. because there's still this feeling of like I sent you this that gif uh, <laughs> what the fuck did I just watch, bro? The dude. <laughs> because it's like because it was like I have some thoughts on certain things, but overall the other parts of it, I'm like I might be just missing right because mm-hmm. I I can't. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I yes, I can't okay. get there. Mm-hmm. This is a straight, there's a straightforward story happening in this film, Mm -hmm. but the way it's told to us is, again, very kind of intricate. Um, Again, because it feels like an art school piece, it's, I don't want to say disjointed because that's not, that's not the right word. It's not disjointed because it's definitely together and and it works in, in, in a a narrative, the way it's telling its story. The art house feel of the film. The, uh, yes, there are these, the narrative and vice versa. There are these, like the way that he tells his story is not the typical film where you go from scene to scene, to scene, to scene, Mm -hmm. you know, we get inner cuts of scenery or, or, you know, some just some really kind of horrific things throughout but the story basically is is you know we have um our, oh, two, our two characters yeah. who are uh oh, willem dafoe scene, dude. and yes. what's her name again charlotte gainsburg charlotte gainsburg so we have willem dafoe and charlotte gainsburg fucking in the shower they're fucking in the shower. They're fucking out the shower. They're fucking up against the uh, a, a dryer that's just running mm-hmm. right, and yes. they're they're pressed up against it. But this is all done in black and white mm-hmm. and slow mo. The entire thing is With slow opera motion. Playing over it. Yeah, and there's this piece playing the entire time. It's all done in slow motion, and it's all done with these very artistic shots. Um, you know, making sure to hit certain ways that the water's falling, each drop's coming down from the shower, the way it's kind of on their bodies, a lot of shots of their bodies, close up of penetration. Like there's all of these shots that are put together a specific way. So when you're watching this opening scene and you see them fucking in slow motion, okay, great. But then all of a sudden it cuts to this this close up of full penetration, dude, penis into vagina. Slamming, boom. And it's like, boom. Okay, so this is the type of film I'm in store for. That's where it sets the tone of what type of film you're going to be watching. Again, they end up for me. right, and they end up where they're fucking, you know, here next to this water, this dryer, and in the foreground we see a baby monitor. Mm-hmm. And if you pay attention, instead of because you can watch them fucking if you want, mm-hmm. but if you pay attention, the baby monitor volume increases. That means there's some noise coming from the other side, right? Yep. And on the other side, we cut to baby in crib playing with toys. Figures out, you know what? Let me get out of the crib and gets out of the crib. Yep, as babies do. Figures out how to open the gate that keeps him in the room, and he gets mm-hmm. out and he's walking by his mom and dad who are fucking, and they're not paying attention because they're in the middle of all this fucking in the moment. Yeah, and he starts climbing up on a desk because there's a window that's open and it's snowing outside, and he wants to go look at the snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get this shot of from overhead looking down of the baby stepping out to the sill, and we see that he that he's literally like seven stories up, yeah, pretty high. Um, slow motion. We do a quick back and forth cut of laundry 
spin in slow motion, mm-hmm. parents fucking slow motion, child taking a step off the ledge, and it's just this revolving thing of laundry fucking falling, laundry fucking falling, laundry fucking falling. Music starts to die down. We watch the kid hit the ground as the parent as they're they're climaxing mm-hmm. and the dryer comes to a stop. That's our opening. Yep. And, so, and and let's let's also mention that the um uh that the movie is broken down by chapters. Yes. So this is our prologue. Yes. And the so the chapters are are prologue and then there's um oh i have yeah. what are the three it's the because um, it's the it's it's about the constellations and it's about like yes um the the the, the three beggars is that what it is the beggars the three, three? Beggars, yep the three beggars um so we open up with our prologue right then and then we go to uh we go to grief because it's basically the uh the stages of grief and pain and we you know when somebody dies so we hit go from prologue to grief to pain uh, which is also referred to as chaos reigns and then we go to despair which is also referred to as uh, so dinoside and then, and then we have the three <laughs> beggars, which is the last chapter. And then, but the three um, beggars go by these names. Our epilogue. And yes. So we we the first time we come across the three beggars are these little statues that are on the desk as the kids climbing up. Yes. There's these three little statues, and it says something about each of their their things: grief, um, pain, despair and, and pain. despair. Yeah. Um, so that comes into play, and it comes into play throughout this film. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as this opening thing happens, dude, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is cool. I'm thinking it's going to be a black and white film. I'm like, see, All I right. was a little worried. I was. A I'm little down worried with this that opening. I was going to be turning you off with this film because the opening. I'm good. That full penetration scene. That's that's. I've seen that shit, dude. It's well, not going to yes, hurt no, me. No, I know that. But oh, for fuck. a lot of people in a film setting, that's a turnoff. Look at look at when we were watching X and the girl walked out of the movie theater. Granted, she came back later on. I don't know if that's why she left. I think she but, had a call or something. She didn't want to be rude taking a call in the theater. But yeah, or but there's a lot of people. It, it may, it. yeah, it may turn There's people a lot of off. People, yeah, prude, but for man. me, I'm just like, you know what? I it's a movie, and yeah. I know, I know what I'm getting now. That it's a, you know, it's like one of these styles movies, mm-hmm. style of movies. Um, th- so I'm in because it starts reminding me of like Changeling, right? Like mm-hmm. that kind. Of, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that's how like the devil works his way in, right? She's like the mom or dad is gonna be like open to it because of the despair maybe they're going to yes. try to make a deal with the devil to bring the baby you know who knows like this all right i'm in this looks good i'm in then cut to color and i'm like okay cool i'm still in this is great mm-hmm. i like the shot from inside the hearse and you watch uh willem dafoe in the foreground his wife behind him she's a fucking zombie and he's just crying and crying and crying he yes. can't hold it together and, and, then, and in this moment it's kind of like there's a stark contrast between the two yeah he is this way she is this way yeah um, and, and that sets up basically the for the rest of the story, their stark contrasts to each other. Until she passes out. We watch yep. her pass out. Mm-hmm. And he turns around and they all get her. And next, next we know we're in, is she in her room or something? No, she's, they, they wake up in the hospital. She wakes oh, she's in the hospital. hospital. She's in the That's hospital where she's there for, for a month now. She's asking all these questions. So again, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm like, now she's the one who's possessed. Mm, That's what's going okay. on here. This is all right. This is going to happen. Like I'm waiting for shit to start going on. Okay. They're dealing with the death of a baby. This is going to be a lot happening here. And we come to find out that Willem Dafoe is a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they know she needs help. Right. And, the psychiatrist who is helping her, he doesn't agree with, he doesn't agree with the doctors. He's like, that's not what she needs. I know what she needs. Right. Mm-hmm. 
And he decides he's going to take over as her doctor. He's going to take his own wife as a patient, which is not right at all. It's ethically wrong. No, that is completely unethical. And he decides what I'm going to do is exposure therapy with my wife. That's what she needs. She doesn't need meds. Look at one of the things she says, or he says to her, he says, never fuck your therapist. Yeah. He said, well, he says, he says, um, he goes, she doesn't need meds. She's not going to take any meds for depression or any of that. She needs to feel her grief. She needs to go through it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the kind of like doctor he is. He believes in people should go through this. It's a human thing that it's natural and that they have to go through it to Mm -hmm. come out the other end. And that he's going to be there the whole time, but in a doctor sense. He's not going to be there as her husband, though at times he is. He talks to her. They talk about the kid. But a lot of times he's very clinical. He asks her things on how she feels and this mm-hmm. and that. Um, and, she, you know, there, she goes through these these kind of motions of sadness, depression, and then kind of just out of it like a zombie yeah. and then angry at him and can't stand him. Um and he decides, you know, we're going to do this thing. We're going to talk about what scares you the most. Like, what's the scariest place you've ever been? And now I'm like, all right, here we go. Okay. <laughs> we got demons or something's coming here. Now it's coming because yeah. this is a lot of emotional shit happening here. Right. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's a great story. And, and again, it's art film style. So you're seeing these kinds of like she was telling us something about like, where she went out to this place and they would show it, it, he showed I don't even know what it was but the, it was on screen but it had this weird hum sound it was like this blurry mm. vision of something but there was the, the humming was part of like what you were supposed to get out of like this yeah. you know and then she kept talking about like she didn't like being outside the forest is what scares her the green the grass there's there's a bridge there's something about this area this that tree. she doesn't like yeah, yeah. yep the foxhole mm-hmm. and i'm thinking yes this is all fucking demonic shit dude like this is the shit you see in fucking like the exorcist or right like fucking this is what this is good let's go yes. let's go antichrist i'm in mm-hmm. um so he's like all right we're gonna go right that's where we're gonna yes. go well he starts drawing this pyramid of her fears right so he's trying to get to the bottom of her fears and help her and she's like that. that's not at the top so he puts it kind of in the middle so it's mm-hmm. not the scariest and they call thing. it they call their cabin. They call it Eden. Yes, um, and I liked like when she was he was uh, she was telling the story of where this is. You're seeing this shot from afar, mm-hmm. and it was kind of misty and hazy and and foggy looking, and you could see her moving almost ghostly like yeah. right. But it was in such slow motion. I had to kind of look and be like, is that is is she moving? Oh, she is moving. She's well, yeah, walking. Very. I guess what they did, dude. I I read somewhere. I think that they shot those scenes in like a thousand frames per second. You could tell. Which you typically f- film a movie in like thirty frames per second. You could 24. tell it was super slow, yeah, bro. dude. Because the way the way it moves, it was like it was all a dream. It was very ethereal. But in her, in terms of her talking about it, as she's kind of going there in her mind, she talks about how it feels like moving through mud. And I was like, oh my god, I visually kind of Can feel, feel that, it, right? Yes. And again, it's it's it is unnerving. A lot of mm-hmm. these things are unnerving, right? Just the atmosphere of the movie in general. Is yeah. Unnerving. They end up going to the cabin, right? And he tries mm-hmm. to do a lot of exposure therapy. They go on hikes. He tries to get her to walk on the grass, and she freaks into out. Into the grass, yeah. You know, she freaks out. Um, during this time, again, she becomes, she starts losing, losing kind of, she starts to resent him. She's just like, you know, you don't even care that your son is dead. Yeah. You know, and, and they're going through this stuff. Uh, and I don't even know how this came up. How did Satan come up? Because she said something, and he added Satan to the pyramid. Like, that's what she's afraid of. Um, I think that was where they were talking about, uh, which at this point, I, I've never thought it this way. 
you know how much I go out and backpack and how much I love being in nature. Mm-hmm. And I think it's beautiful and it's mm-hmm. wonderful and it's a great place. But it's also hell. Mm-hmm. It's hell. Because if you think about it, and the creatures that are trying to live out there and everything that's trying to live out there and everything trying to reproduce, it's fucking hell. It's hard, it's cruel, and there's no forgivingness. Yeah. Um, so they were talking about how Satan... Um, the, the wilderness is Satan's playground. Oh, also because... Um we find out that this was a cabin that she went out to with her son. Where she was, she was supposed to be doing, doing some writing on research. a thesis. Yes. And her thesis was about um, Gen- uh, gynocide, gynocide. Um, Fem- which is killing Femicide. women just for being women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was a thing that happened. And so she did a lot of research into it. And so parts of it did delve into religious things and mm-hmm. the devil and that, that being a thing, right? So regardless, that comes up, that Satan's a thing. So again, I'm still kind of like, all right, even though we're this far in, I can see this is something's happening here, right? And she keeps going through these mood swings. So I really think like she's got to be possessed or something, dude. She's like there's one moment where she's just like I'm fine now. Everything's fine. Yeah, Look and at then me. she she's like berating him and attacking him and then the next minute she's ripping his pants off and they're fucking Yeah, him. yeah dude. But then that like she's like I'm fine. I'm cured now. Mm-hmm. Like everything's okay now and he's just looking at her like I don't She's Bitch, I'm a, wrong, I'm right? I'm a therapist. I'm a psychologist. I know. <laughs> and um, this all leads up to something happens. I think it's right the last time they started having sex or something where we get flashbacks again mm-hmm. of what happened with the boy. But this time we see that she watched it. She watched it happen. She watched the yes. kid fall out, but she was too into in, in wanting to do this that to do anything like she was too into enjoying the sex because then she start. there's this theme uh, where she decides she wants to fuck him again and they're in the barn and they're you know wrestling around and she starts trying to like have sex with him and she rolls off grabs this what is that a sharpening wheel like a what's that big uh, okay that's stone a grinding wheel stone. grinding stone but that's not what she grabs first First, she grabs a log, a piece of wood. and I thought it was the stone she used. No, because she went and uh, got the stone. Oh, okay, yeah. It was like a log or something. Giant yes. piece of log and slams it on his fucking on his cock, crotch, dude. dude. Oh, and the, and I, I guess it being that. that hard and painful, he passes out immediately. Yeah. Literally just passes out mm-hmm. from the pain. Then she goes... Yeah, you're right. Then she goes and grabs this... Um, uh, court, what is what the hell is that thing? It's like a corkscrew looking thing. It's it's a it's a it's a manual drill. There you go, manual drill. Right. She brings this thing and starts like drilling it into his his calf, right through his his shin and calf. Yeah, on the side, right. And I'm the like, side. yeah, dude, the fuck is happening here? She is fucking like possessed. She's fucked up. She's mm-hmm. possessed. Then she goes and gets this grinding stone, right? Mm-hmm. This round grinding stone that's got this like whatever the what's that it's like a bar of this thing that well it's it's like it, it mounts yeah because it mounts, it mounts so and it, it spins right on the on the on the pole piece so she sticks the pole piece through his through the hole in his leg oh. bolts it to his legs and, and then now he's got the move. fucking grind yeah and then she takes off yep um what about the animals that we encounter this entire time oh i was so, just going to kind of go back to okay, that okay yeah. well that's fine uh, i just so want to yeah. kind of get so through this because is she, this is she crazy she laces him up with this fucking uh, grinding stone on his leg and she leaves i forget why she left but then he comes too Right, right, and he crawls his way out of the of the the barn or shed or whatever. I thought she it is. was going to get the scissors. I can't remember what she was going for, because she, he, yes, and then he goes out and he gets to the foxhole. Yeah, and he crawls hides into in the foxhole, uh, and hiding in there from her, and she's searching for him, can't find him, can't find him. 
Uh, and then she eventually finds him. Yeah. Um, and she's got a shovel. She went to go get a shovel. She's like, let me dig your ass out if well, you ain't going to. she gonna... starts smacking at his oh, feet and a rock falls in front of the yeah. hole. So now he's in there. At least he's safe. He yeah. can figure out how to get out after the fact, right? Yeah. But at but least this he's dude, safe You're talking about there. a dude that dragged himself, I don't know what, 200 yards with this well, grindstone yeah. next to his leg. He's just literally after dragging it with in, him. You know, had his crotch basically oh. ground to powder. Uh, but yeah, um. And then and so she gets the shovel and she starts digging him up from the top, dude. Yeah. And she then starts just starts slamming that thing into the dirt, man. Yeah. Um, and it uncovers him. And, and then he's time, not breathing at first. Well, time flies by for a little bit. And then she's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, Let she, me get him out. Yeah. She gets him out and then she drags him back to the to the cabin. Yeah. And then and then he comes to again and they're talking and she's like, I'm sorry. And yeah. he's like, well, did you mean to kill me? And she goes, not yet. Well, not yet. Yeah. And then, you know, she starts... Not until the three beggars something or other. When the three beggars come, somebody's got to die. He's he's trying to get the thing off his foot uh, or something like that. And then then whatever, she she knocks him out or or gets him to relax. Does she knock him out? Well, this was after she dragged him back to the cabin right now. She, She... so, so what you're right. So it was when they were there, she says, he asks, he asks her about whether or not he can die. She says, not till the beggars three arrive, oh, the right? The beggars arrive. Yes. And, and, um, that's when she starts, ta- she starts talking to him about what happens with the baby. And that's when we saw the flashbacks about when she saw, and that's when we saw fall. that. And, and yeah, you're right. Then she tries to have sex with him and then she starts rubbing herself off. Mm-hmm. She tries to have him rub her off and, yep. and she, he doesn't like it and he pulls away and uh, yeah, dude, he, she just snips her fucking cl- like she and puts they show everything. Ugh. It's not like it's off screen, bro. It's a close up of this woman's yeah. vagina with scissors there and they show the snip dude. Oh my it's, God. It's a brutal film. It's brutal. And then the animals arrive like the, the what the, the beggars are. So up, the yes. three beggars are actually constellations in the sky and mm-hmm. they're, they're represented by animals. It's like a, a crow, a fox and uh, it's a crow, a fox and a deer and a deer. So they showed up. Mm-hmm. These animals showed up. And, and we've seen him throughout the movie. Now, did he? Did he? He ends up taking it off. Like he's wrestling her, wrestling her because off. Because when of him. they show up, because the deer and the fox come in, and then he hears the crow again yeah. under the floorboard. Yeah, he breaks through the floorboard, and the crow comes out, and that's where the wrench is because she threw the wrench underneath the. Um, that's right. So he, he gets the through, wrench. Gets the what wrench is she doing during this time? She's kind of laying there. Because he looks over this at her. He's so she's fucking convoluted at the end, side. dude. All this stuff just starts going crazy. Like, it legit <laughs> goes fucking nuts. Because yeah. he ends up taking the thing off while he fights her off. Then he ends up choking her to death. Yes. And then he burns her in this kind of, you know, pile of woods, uh, of sticks. This whole pile kinda of like, brush. Kind of like, uh, like when Darth Vader got burned at the end. And that's it. Well, and then we get our prologue, which really... What was the prologue? I can't even remember. That's where black now. and white... Or he's coming out of the woods. He's trying to get himself out of the woods. Yeah. Um, he's there. The uh, I can't remember which one of the three animals it epilogue. was. Yeah, this is the epilogue. Um, I can't remember which one of the animals it was, but they they basically get him food, show him where the food is, lead him to food in a way, uh, to the berries. And then he comes over this ridge and he starts coming down and he looks down and there's all these women coming up. Oh, that's right. All these faceless women, blurred out faced women. Yeah, this is about the part where I was like, "Are you serious? <laughs> what the fuck? Where's the devil? What the fuck? Why does that? Why the hell is this called Antichrist? First of all, mm-hmm. I'm asking. Oh, oh, you're asking. I'm literally asking. Um, okay, why is it so called Antichrist? Because uh, so, help so, me out here. 
the reason I believe the, the movie is called Antichrist is because of, A, obviously the religious uh, connotations throughout the movie related to the Bible and to Christ, and also to, the, um, to that point that I said about uh, the devil creating nature. It's nature's playground. Nature, at least the way I take it, is the Antichrist. That's what they're referring to. They went out into nature to get better. They didn't get better because they have whatever the fuck is going on with them in their own minds being, uh, uh, you know, obviously going through their grief and their struggles with the death of their child, but also having to deal with the, there's obviously some relationship issues going on with them. Um, and then there's, uh, uh, I just lost my train of thought. I was going to say though. So, okay. So there is a lot. Has, let me, let me put it this yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. If this was not labeled a horror movie, mm-hmm. I'm in. Okay. For me, this is like psychological thriller, maybe. Okay. Um, um, I, I just don't see the horror. Like, I see the horror when you want to talk about some of the gruesome stuff that happens at the end. Mm-hmm. But I don't see this as that. I see this more, It's. it just doesn't feel like horror. Okay, I can um, see that. And and I'll, I'll, I'll input this comment. The director sees the same thing you do. Yeah. Because he says he set out to make a horror movie, but he doesn't think he made a horror movie. Yeah, I don't think I it disagree. is at all. I, I disagree. Thought it was, I thought it was... Uh, so now take it. Take me not expecting a horror movie out of it. Because again, like mm-hmm. I said, when I finished it and I did all that stuff, I was like, what the fuck, dude, right? That's how I was. I thought about it throughout the day and I, I thought realizing that I like it. I really do like it, but not as a horror movie. I look okay. at this as a different kind of movie. I can't even put my finger on it. But there's drama, you know. There's a lot of stuff happening here. It's very intense. It's a very emotional film. Yes. It's yes. a it's a it's a film that uh, that literally deals with things that are heavy as oh, shit. Oh yeah, dude. Um, and again, not like, as, as horrific as how the baby died. The kind of guilt that these people felt and had to deal with. Um, you know, the fact that this guy is doing something he really like he's doing more damage trying to well, see, be her thing. doctor you know like all of these things i'm seeing play out yeah really feed into like how kind of fucked up and like damn this is fucked up right that mm-hmm. kind of a feel for a movie but not in a horrific way to me the horrific pieces are in there there are parts that are horrific mm-hmm. but in terms of how i see this as a horror movie even like I was thinking, like would this be considered elevated horror? I don't see. I don't even see it on like okay. midsummer level, or you know what I'm seeing. I don't see it that way. Like I do, but it's not in the same subgenre of of elevated horror. Now we're now we're getting like, but like deep so, into what it. was you know so? What I mean? So like, what kind of horror would this be? So it's not really body horror either. I would call this probably a psychological horror because to me, the horror within this movie is uh, the humanity being left to your own devices. Um, and not being able to pull yourself through something that you're you're not experienced with, at the same time being you know more so her, um, he's grieving too. But he, instead of taking that, he's grief diving and right into dealing his work, it with what like a lot of people doing, do. Yes, he's substituting his grief with that work, and he's completely ignoring his his grief. So exactly what he took her out there to do, and what he's telling her not to do, don't listen to your doctors. He's doing to himself. Yeah, um, and it's it's this horror of of the humanity and being left to your own devices and not being able to, cause that's scary to me because we work in mental health industry and, and not being able to psychologically identify what's going on with yourself and fix it. Yeah. Cause she does. She's having, scary she's, to me. she's fucked up. She's dealing with a lot of mental health issues 
because of what happened. Yes. And obviously because, again, that she's dealing with a lot of guilt knowing that but she saw it. But it even stems it, before right? that. It even stems before that because the way she's been molding her mind and giving in yeah, to let's, the research that she was doing for this thesis, or I think that's what she was working yeah, on. Yeah, let's talk book. about this. What was going on? Mm-hmm. So she was, right? She was very into this thing about how men would kill women yes. and hurt women. And how women are inherently evil. Yes. That's that's where basically she was coming from, which, you know, if you go through history and theology, uh, that's what they're, religion, what, that's basically the witchcraft. Women is evil, which the, women are evil. Adam and Eve, yes, absolutely. Um, is this, so was she... There's a lot, let, let me... Was let me, she good with, like she was fine with letting the baby die because it was a boy? Um, I don't know. I, I think it's partly that, but I think it's partly herself. Part because of her she didn't mind that the baby died because it was a boy. Because I think she views herself at that point in time after all the research, she's been believing this stuff. She set out to 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 uh, write about to yeah. damn. Um, I think she herself viewed herself as a as as evil, and she you, said, "Okay, whatever." You think so? What happens happens. Because what was the point in her hurting her son and fucking up his feet by making him wear his shoes on opposite feet? Again, that plays into the... Was it because um, he's a boy? So Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Again, you're talking... Torture him? There's a lot to unpack with this movie. Um, this is a type of movie where, again, when we were coming up here to record this, I said, I don't know... It's a hard conversation to have about this movie, just in general, because it's an art house movie. Which in art house movies, it, the movie's open to interpretation. Yeah, it's so about you can see whatever talking you, about it. Exactly. You can see whatever you want to in this movie. Exactly. So I'm coming to it with this is what I see and this is how I feel, and I don't even know 100 percent what that means yet. Um, because again, I, I still have to go back and revisit this film. It's been 10 years. I watched it once for this, so there's still a lot that I'm unpacking. When I finished watching this, I was there was a lot that I was unpacking within myself and my head. And it got side sidelined and railed because of the stressful crap I went through at work yesterday. There's um, um but I, I wish it hadn't because I was I, I felt like I was really digesting this movie in a way I don't think I've ever digested a movie before. Again, like I said, there's horrific stuff in this movie and it's very yes. impactful. All of it a lot of it dealing with animals. Mm-hmm. So we see a deer that has a stillbirth. Mm-hmm. Hanging out of it, yep. As it runs off into the woods, very disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a, a scene that that where Willem Dafoe, while he's out in nature, comes and con- like sees this. It's very kind of dreamlike, but very more nightmarish. Yeah, yeah. Um, we well, also and, and, real quick, I want to make this comment. There's no real t- distinction in this movie between what is real and what is no, not real. Exactly. Doesn't yes, tell you no, whether or not there's no clear or not. cut line of reality in this movie. There's a scene where he comes across the fox in the fox den, uh, and it's disemboweling itself, mm-hmm. and then it talks to him. So I'm assuming that's a dream. Oh, what a beautiful shot. What does dude. he say? It says something. It says, chaos reigns. That's it. And that fox was a real fox, dude. They they were able to train this fox to, to talk? on cue, to open its mouth to make it look <laughs> like it was. But again... Interesting. When you're watching this, this animal is speaking. It's not, its mouth isn't moving exactly. I would have loved if it didn't speak, like the mouth didn't move. And it just. Like Black Phillip. Yeah, dude. Where you heard the voice and you just saw the animal moving Mm -hmm. around. That would have been fucked up. But the way he did this, the way they edited it so that the mouth is moving, but it's not moving exactly to pronunciation of the words, it also creates this level of disconnect and this Mm -hmm. level of discomfort because you're like, like, oh, that's not normal. Yes, exactly. And we also see um, the crow. 
there's a scene where he's in the fox in in the foxhole, and the reason that um, what's her name the 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 woman finds him is because she hears this this crow, which was it, it was buried and kind of hurt. Like so the so mm-hmm. basically a fox had gotten it but hadn't killed it yet. It was there somewhat alive, so it starts cawing. Um, and she that's how she knows it's there and she starts coming after him and he hears her getting closer and he's desperate and needs this thing to shut up and he starts bashing it to death yeah and it doesn't die easily it doesn't die at all bro (laughs) oh my god dude i was just like i can't do this dude i can't fucking watch this right now this is fucking horrible because i can't stand hearing that bird that craw because the way it's getting hurt and what's happening and but so you could watch, but you could watch horrific. a fox disembowel itself. I couldn't. I couldn't watch any of them. <laughs> oh, okay. All of them. Okay. I was like, God, why, why, bro? Why I got to see animals in these? This state? I forgot. You know yeah, I, I mean? forgot. I'm not That's a fan. Not your thing. I apologize for that. No, it's all good, dude. <laughs> it's all good. It's not like I can't take it in a movie. It's just like it's it's one of those things where I'm like, oh no, it really affects you. Yes. And so again, those are horrific, right? Mm-hmm. But all of these things. So when I keep thinking about it more and more, all of these things come across as supernatural. As because it's not real reality. This is not so a reality only, thing. We're not watching a, a fox disembowel itself and literally talk to him in real life, right? So the only one there that's not grounded in reality, I feel like, is the crow, because deer have stillborn, right? Animals have stillborn animals, right? I've even heard cases where animals disembowel themselves, but talk. Well, not talk. That's Obviously, that lends yeah. into that piece. So that's my piece. But so that makes me feel all of the animal mm-hmm. encounters here are not real reality. Yeah. Even the, the 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 deer, none of that's reality. And so all of these things that feel kind of paranormal or outside of reality or unreal lend to the title. It starts to kind of intermesh, right? There's mm-hmm. a scene where these two are fucking out in the forest by this tree, and it's this big, giant, gnarled-looking tree um, that ends up kind of like transforming into a whole mass of just kind of limbs. Like you see arms and legs intertwined and and holding things. And which goes back to the ending. And it feels a lot like the origin times, maybe like this is what Adam and Eve may have been like that kind of a thing. So you, there's all of these things that start to really point to there are religious undertones. Yeah. When you find out when, you know, how she started getting this mental break by going out there and and really, really diving, diving into, into this, this stuff, research, but yeah. with her child, you know, and it became such a thing that it scarred her and scared her to the point that it kept her from coming back. And that's why Eden was scary to her, right? Like she didn't want to go there. She had to go through this. She had trauma around walking in grass or over that, that brook, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of these things made me think what the hell happened there initially, yeah, as she was tying into did she, did something happen on a demonic level or that kind of a level, or did she have some sort of mental break there? Again, that's why she's fucking her kids' feet up. That's why she heard that baby crying, but it wasn't her baby. All this weird shit, right? And then, so the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, you really have to piece this together because there's more happening that she had some sort of something happen to her while she was there. That you know, we thought it was because of her baby dying. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. The baby dying was a big was a snap. catalyst. Was yes. a big snap in in making her brain finally crack. Mm-hmm. But there was stuff happening because of what she had been studying, and so we heard about it. There was a little bit of undertone there. Um, there's a lot of uh, of kind of um, not inference. What's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're wanting you to know, like like stay on this for me at least, right? Like you said, you came with your. For me, I feel like they're they're saying yes, keep pulling this thread because. 
there's the whole thing about the snipping of the clitoris. Like that happens mm-hmm. in a lot of cultures, cultures where Still they today. don't want women feeling the pleasure because they feel like that is evil. You're going to seduce men because you can't control what's between your legs. You're going to like the opposite, right? They say mm-hmm. you're going to be the one who can't control what's happening. So that's why men act the way they do. So that, that actually happens nowadays in certain cultures and tribes and, yeah, and around the world. Yep. we see this happen in the film and she comes to this belief that she's evil and needs to take care of that based on the teachings that she got right mm-hmm. so there are all of these things that are kind of supernatural to it again again it's it's hard for me to place it as horror but oh in a different you know, anything that. and yeah. let's pretend I, i'm not even going to say it's anything as a film amazing because it keeps making mm-hmm. me think it makes me think of all of these things very much about again commentary on the roles of men Women, how men control women. This woman Mm -hmm. wanted to heal the way science says to heal. Mm -hmm. See a therapist, take your meds, live your life. But the man said, no, I'm going to control the situation and take you away and I'm going to fix you, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. again, commentary, commentary with the women at the very end. Like these are all the faceless women of the past that have endured what a man has done to a woman all the way to the point where the man controlled the woman in this setting took mm-hmm. her there it's his fault her brain snapped uh, it got worse right well, she got worse yes. and worse and yep. worse and worse to the point where he kills her now he's he not only took control and said i'm going to take you out of here and i'm going to take care of you or i'm going to fix mm-hmm. you but because of me you're fucked up and you're fucked up beyond belief and there's no coming back so I'm going to control the narrative more and kill you. Mm-hmm. So when he's leaving, you see all of these things. I take it as like maybe he's in in in, a, in his own hell now, something yeah. because like these are all the faceless women who have been dominated by a man or something has happened to them because of a man, and he's in the midst of it. He has to be surrounded by this flood of women coming around mm-hmm. him. He's the personification of man. When it finished initially, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, come on. <laughs> As I thought throughout the day and all these things coming into my... And even during our conversation, more things kind of made, made came to me like, oh, maybe this, right? Mm-hmm. It just... It was great. I thought it was a great film. I don't know if I classify it as horror, but overall, great fucking film. Mm-hmm. Um, this dude... <laughs> I don't even know he, because so there's let me let me dive into some backstory on this yeah. movie. Okay, I know he's depressed. He was depressed during yes, this movie. Yes, he he's went part through of a, a trilogy. Very, yes, he went through a very serious clinically diagnosed depression. Yep. So much so that he wasn't sure if he was even going to make a movie anymore. Um, he wasn't sure if this was going to be his next movie. He said, yeah. "I suppose this will be my next movie, but I'm not quite sure." Um, and, and I can see that very, very, very clearly reflected within this movie. I feel like this movie is less of a movie for the audience and more of a movie for him, personally. I, f- I feel like watching this movie, you you it exudes the emotions that he was dealing with. You well, can yes. feel it and see it in mm-hmm. scenes, mm-hmm. visually, mm-hmm. the music, the choice of slow motion in certain parts. There's a lot happening in this. Well, and even a lot of the subject matter as well. Mm. Um, because think about it. He's a guy. I, 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 I wish I knew what the origin of his depression was at this time in his life. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew to see if that lended any hand into this film. Um, however, the, I guess I think it's cause he ended up killing his wife in a cabin and then setting her on it, fire it, it on might a bunch be. of wood. And he's like, you know what? Let me just put it in a movie. It very well could be. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess the original ending for this movie, 
was supposed to be that the audience finds out that Satan actually created the earth and created nature. Oh. Why, well, guess right before they were going to make the movie, one of the producers spoiled it. And he got fucking livid. So he put the movie on hold while he fixed it and changed the ending. But you can still see a lot of that throughout the movie. Um, That's what was coming, yeah? Yes, which, again, makes sense with the name Antichrist. Because you're talking, okay, well... God didn't create the earth. Yeah, but because now you're talking, the name good still evil. doesn't make sense. And and, and because that's the fair. Antichrist is supposed to be the the so there's supposed to be the being that in in the Bible in the idea of the Antichrist is this being that when I say being, it's going to be a mm-hmm. man, right? It's supposed to be a man that rises to a level of notoriety around the world politically or something like that, where every like he's going to be the guy that says. I'm going to like I'm going to unify all of us. We're all going to get along because of me. Mm-hmm. And he will. Like the way the revelation of the Bible the story goes for the antichrist is that this person is going to bring about peace, world peace, mm-hmm. and we're actually going to have it. But it's all a fluke because it's about bringing about the end times and he is like the opposite of Christ. He's the one who's going to bring death and destruction and all this stuff because of it. When the world thinks, when the world thinks that it's like, oh, we're all peaceful and all this, like that's when the beast is supposed to arise and mm-hmm. and you either get six 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 or the mark of the beast on you or it, it's it's fucking so, Bible shit, dude. So that's why Antichrist for me doesn't quite work when you're working with like like Satan. I can see happening like all this stuff, but like so one of the things Antichrist. you just said there. That's exactly the point I want to make. Bring it. So the term antichrist is generally thought uh, to mean the opposite of God, the opposite of Christ, correct? Because it's the son of the devil. Right. Son of the devil? Is that what the idea is? Well, the antichrist, yeah. I never heard it being the son of the devil. devil. The antichrist? Yeah. Yeah. Haven't you ever seen the omen? (laughs) (laughs) But yes, but that's that's where it usually comes from is it's, it's... it's the omen, bro. I'm talking about like the legit Bible. Well, and what, what, well how I've it's never written. read the Bible, but <laughs> the, the general understanding of the word antichrist is the opposite of Christ. Yeah. Um, evil. Basically the antichrist. Evil, yeah. But yeah. if you look at what the actual translation of the word antichrist means from old Greek, it actually means. But Greeks didn't write the Bible. Opposed to Christ. No. <laughs> but. No, but yes, that's the idea, opposed right? Opposed to Christ. So um, if God created Eden, created the earth, the devil created nature, and it's perverted, and it's cold, and it's cruel, because it's the opposite of what God It created. just doesn't make any sense, because if you're, if you're discussing God and the devil, right, you're mm-hmm. accepting the idea of the religious side of things. You're accepting that, right? Well, yes. And if you're accepting that, you're accepting it based on writings, right? And mm-hmm. the writings say that God created everything, including mm-hmm. nature, Yes. Animals, nature, all that stuff. So it doesn't make sense to say the devil created it. But again, this is where if he would have done the original ending, that probably would have tied it together a little bit yeah, differently. I see where you're but, trying to go with it. It just yeah, doesn't yeah, work yeah. for me. It no, doesn't work I get in it. terms I, and, of like, And I get that. And that's why I said this This film is, if anybody watches this film, we'd love to hear your opinions on it too. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like this movie has a set conversation within it. No way. I feel way. like it's... This is something that you and I could talk about this movie probably for the next three hours. Oh, I'm sure. And keep diving into all different aspects and corners of this film. It's insane. Again, like I said, this movie I feel like wasn't so much 
for the audience as it was for the filmmaker himself for what he was going through with that personal time in his life. Um, but it's also a film that's for each viewer individually. Oh yeah. Each I feel like, yeah, I feel like everybody's yes. going to come away with this, seeing something or feeling mm-hmm. something different because there's still a or lot what that they I'm, thought it meant. Pro- I think, I think I'm going to actually go home and rewatch it. Cause there's still a lot that I'm processing and I'm trying to piece together. Um, there's obviously a lot of, um, within this movie, pre-context that helps uh if you know this that or the other thing oh this is that or that is this you know what i mean what what gynocide is if you go and not know what that is you're you're not going to yeah, get so that connection yeah so now you can pay attention to the yes. conversation so there's a lot this of, time there's around there's a lot of yeah. context going into you got to be very well versed with religion um you got to be very well versed with psychology um yeah, so there's be, there's a lot there's a lot it'll be an interesting rewatch film. for sure yes and again I'm probably going to go home. I think I'm going to go home and rewatch it again tonight. I feel and like I don't we think I'm going to watch it again for another several years. We might have to have a Antichrist 2.0 conversation episode where we just come back to it going like, I'm all for it. So now I think this. <laughs> well, or I see, I can see how this makes sense now when yeah. it didn't before to me. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a very personal film for every viewer, I feel. It, it, it's I mean, an interesting one, dude. Yeah. It was an interesting pick. Um, Thanks for making it easy, too. I'm like, where the fuck do I watch this, dude? I'm like, everywhere I looked, right? And I found out what it is. I can't purchase or rent YouTube uh, through PlayStation app. Ah, so I had to pur- so weird. I had to actually go on my phone, through the app on my phone, purchase it there, and then I could play it off oh, the PlayStation. Oh, is that how you, you ended it up doing it on library. Yeah. Okay. So... But yeah, it was the only place I could find to purchase to rent to stream was yeah, on YouTube. It wasn't nowhere on Amazon. Else. It was nowhere I think it's else, so... Man. It's too controversial. Because it, I mean, there's, I mean, like I said, it shows oh, it things is, that are typically you'd see on porno. Well, and and yeah, yeah, and this movie when it came out, there was a lot of controversy with this movie. Um, a lot of people labeled the movie misogynistic, which I disagree with. Um, I feel like there is a lot of elements and themes of misogyny, but I feel like they play against that too. I think the idea is the it's it's the commentary on it. It's the yeah. commentary. You know, I think that's the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, a lot of people when they when they make that comment, I don't feel like they see the whole scope of the movie. No. They just see that one part and they're like, they automatically turn red and dive in on it. You know what I mean? Were there uh, were there any tidbits for this thing aside from um, like the the, the fact I've that this mentioned. is a trilogy? Uh, that were part of his depression trilogy. He made three films yes. during his time that he was depressed, uh, and this is one of them. So I guess they that, that full penetration scene at the beginning, it was actually two porn stars that they used. Yes. Um, I heard yes. that, I read that Lars von Trier uh, with Willem Dafoe uh, also thought that he was too well endowed and it would distract from the scene. So, so basically Willem to... Dafoe has too big of a cock for the cameras. <laughs> They're like, yo, we cannot fit your cock yeah. on screen, so we're going to use this porn star that's smaller than you. Hey, Mr. Yeah. Nine Inches, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess there's two versions of this movie when it first came one out. One without, one with. I guess there was, uh, I guess they're referred to as one is the Catholic version, which is a severely edited version. <laughs> and then the other the version. The Catholic version. The unedited version is the Protestant version. Oh my God, so, this is insane. Yeah. Um, um, I did know, I told you about the part where they had to use the body double because 
uh, what's her name didn't want to do mm. the scene where which scene was that? It was the scene after she bashed him in the cock and he passed out. Then oh. she jerks him off. Yeah. If you notice when he when the the camera starts to pan up, there's a cut. You can see okay. the cut specifically, and then it then it shows her. And we didn't see, even talk didn't about that. it, but yeah, she jerks it off, and you see it. Yeah. Uh, again, another biblical reference. But instead of come, it's blood that just shoots out, which yep. is fucking nasty. Yeah. Yeah. See, and and here's the thing: I was rewatching this movie, and I watched it the day before. Uh, no, I think. Two days before you did and i'm watching it and again i haven't seen this movie in 10 years so there's two pieces to this movie that i vividly remember in that sense i remember the full penetration scene at the beginning and i remember the scene of her jerking him off i didn't really remember the part i didn't uh, uh, where she cuts her clitoris off Oof. i don't remember a, a lot of other things um so when those things happen i'm like oh god I hope Chris does not befriend me. <laughs> I'm like, what did I just make this dude watch? <laughs> but yeah, dude. Um, but yeah, I'm no, glad, it's fine, I'm dude. glad seen, we're able to have that conversation. Because again, films, a, a movie like this, there's a lot like of people that, that uh, this movie would just make them feel very uncomfortable to the degree that they wouldn't even want to talk about it. It's a very, that you gotta type of talk. Movie. This is like yes, I said, I, I really agree. honestly, I'm not joking. We probably will do an Antichrist 2.0 because agree. I have to see it again to kind of process, like understand now that I understand more, mm-hmm. I want to see it again and follow well, along and now knowing what you're coming into right. as well, because you didn't know it, know coming into it to watch it through that lens. Right. You know, you came in expecting, Oh, this is going to be a possession movie. Whatever it was. Cause be it's called forever. antichrist. I, yes. didn't, I didn't read anything about it. I wanted Again, to go in completely it, there's fresh. There's a lot of interpretive symbolism within this movie. So now I know what, so now I know what to expect. I know when to pull out the tissue and lotion. Um, mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's another thing. That's another thing that, that, that I was reading that they mentioned was the, uh, the sexual content within this movie. Um, it, to me, and, and even like the, the part where she jerks him off and he comes blood and where she cuts her clit off, that's excessive. Yeah. It's very excessive. Is it needed? No, not necessarily. You can fur it. However, in this movie, it's needed. I feel like it was very necessary. Um, yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, there were some comments it about it. It has to it. hit you a certain way. You have to yes. feel a specific impact. Mm-hmm. You have to have a reaction. And there was a lot of conversation and part of, you know, obviously this is why this movie is controversial, but with the sexuality surrounding this movie um, and people said, no, that's not true because, you know, it's people labeled it as pornographic and they said, no, that's not no. true because in order for something to be porn- sexually pornographic, um, you need to be uh, stimulated by it in a, in a positive way. And this is not a positively stimulating Yo, some situation. people get off on this shit, but not most. Not Very most. far few and in between. <laughs> yeah, not most. But dude, yeah, definitely, definitely what I'm going to go back and check out. Definitely when I would say, you know, uh, again, I always say this. If people listened to this entire thing and haven't mm-hmm. seen the movie and just we listened don't do to us talk justice. about it, yeah. yeah, you have to check it out. It, it's definitely one of these kinds of movies that you have to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's not something you put on all the time, but I will watch Wouldn't it again. put this on at date night. I probably will watch it again <laughs> here very soon just so I can kind of, you know, get more, more out of yes. it. And again, like I said, I haven't seen this in 10 years. So back then when I was watching, I was watching it through a completely different scope. Again, I also didn't know what I was getting into the first time. Yeah. And and I was at a, I was a completely different person 10 years ago, 11 years ago. It was good, dude. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. I mean, I enjoyed it after. I, I have to say after, I enjoyed it after the fact. I enjoyed it after processing more throughout today. Yes. And as a viewer, if you are going to watch this movie... When I was going movie, to bed... Like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, don't, don't just watch the movie and at the end form your opinion. Give yourself some time to digest it and think about it. When I, 
when I went to bed last night, I was like, what the fuck did he make us watch, dude? Like, I cannot <laughs> wait to talk tomorrow and be like, dude. And that's what I This fear, is a strikeout, bro. Like, that was, I was thinking that last night. I'm like, this was a strikeout, bro. Like, I don't, I don't even know. This was garbage. Because <laughs> I was feeling like it was hot garbage. I'm like, I get it. There was a lot of things and stuff happening, but it just felt like a whole lot of fluff and nothing. But then all day today, I'm thinking about it and all these things are coming to mind. I'm like, oh, oh, and what the fuck was with this? And I started like, I was just like, damn, no, this is not garbage. Because if I'm still thinking about it, that's how I always, always said. I've always said, if I finish a movie and I enjoyed it, but then I don't think about it afterwards, like two days later, then it's a fluff thing. It's, it's an enjoyment. It's yes. a ride. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But if there's a movie that makes me think a few days later and I keep thinking about it, and especially after talking about it and talking through so much more, I want to watch it again because I know I want to be able to absorb and get more out of it. Mm-hmm. I know it's good, yep. at least for me, right? It's yep. good for yep. me. So totally dug it dude i hope that the next one i pick is going to live up to your expectations but next week we're not doing my pick next week hopefully we're gonna have courtney on uh and we'll be talking bingo hell um i said i've already seen it you said you started i saw most of it richard Brake. yes dude yes 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 i was so excited when i saw him on it so uh yeah we'll come back with courtney next week and we'll talk some bingo hell uh, until then, make sure to head over to our social media, everyone. Hit up our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter. Look for us, Out of the Shadows Podcast or OOTS Pod. Interact. Leave us some comments. Leave us some likes. Share our show. Rate, comment, do the mm-hmm. thing. You know what to do. You know what to do. Leave us comments. Give us suggestions for movies for interludes. Yeah. Please, if anybody's seen this movie or if they've watched it after I want to know what people think. Give us your opinion. Yeah. Please Seriously. engage us in dialogue. This is the this is probably the one movie that we've watched the most that I would love to engage people in conversation. Seriously, with. I would love to talk to yes. people about this. So yeah, definitely find us on Facebook and we'll post about this and just leave some comments, man. Let's talk about this movie. Um, until next time, Jim. You got anything else you want to say? Um, just be good, stay safe, uh, and don't do stupid things. How's that? How's that numb numb face? Oh, it's doing a lot better now. <laughs> doing much better. Yeah, like I can actually feel my lip now and my tongue. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. So he feels his lip. He feels his tongue. It's time to get out of here. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Until then, remember to keep your eye on the shadows.